What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic, the beginning of the Monday Night Wars. Jess, what are we doing? It's September. Happy September, everybody. You know, the summer's over, Aww. thank God, because I'm tired of triple-digit weather here in socal uh <laughs> but september is very special to us because um it was in september that wcw monday nitro and wwf raw went head to head for the first time on september the 11th 1995 what jess but i thought that nitro the debuted the week before on the holiday they did nitro debuted the they week did. before um unopposed from the Mall of America. That's the famous, you know, clip that they always play of Nitro from the mall. That was the very, very first Nitro, yes, but it was unopposed. The next week, which, like I said, September the 11th, 1995, they went head-to-head for the very first time. Who won? Who lost? I don't know. We'll talk about that. So I just thought, you know what? Instead of just doing a pay-per-view review or anything, I want to review the first time that these two mammoth wrestling giants here in the United States uh, took shots at each other. And uh, it started early, uh, let me tell you, especially on WCW's end of it uh, with the shots back and forth. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. And we are going to rate them and we got to keep everything in mind. Some of these matches are prelim matches and meant to be really quick. So, you know, we're not yeah. going to be too I'm hard on them or anything like that, because obviously every match is probably an F because. And both shows only an hour also. So important to note. Yes. That, um, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Three yes. hours. Can, can, do you remember that? Can you believe like when I first like saw that on the thing? That's why I wanted us to review both shows, because I thought you guys would groan at me. And I think I even said something like, don't worry, they're only both an hour. Back when times were simpler, people, WCW Nitro and Monday Night Raw, yeah. only an hour long an hour every long. week. What? If you if what you had made us watch six hours plus for non-pay-per-view shows, yeah, I would have gone to your house and killed Oh, me. yeah, no, and I would have deserved it. I would have deserved everything, all the hate <laughs> that you could give me. Yeah. Uh, like like just said, September 11th, 1995, we have the Night Center in Miami for Nitro. Jess, I don't remember the exact venue, but I know it's in Canton, Ohio for Raw. Um, you want to give us our champs back in those days? And a, a little note here, too. Uh, we were talking about it before we went on the air here. Um, excuse me. Uh, Raw not shown the week before, like we just stated earlier. Um, but this the first ever event here, Nit- Nitro was live every Monday. Even up until its dying day in 2001. Raw here was taped. They would do a live Raw, and then they would keep you prisoner in the building for another, like, three hours, and then tape, like, the next two weeks of Raw. So it would be a live Raw, like, at the beginning of the month, and then they would do tape show, tape show, and then they would do another live or whatever. This was during that. They even had the week off. The, they, they called this the new fall season yeah. uh, at the beginning season of this Raw. Premiere. And it was, yeah. it was taped to so the... The it first ever live, head-to-head yeah. matchup, it was a taped Raw versus a live Nitro here, which is an interesting choice, which showed you that Vince was like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, at that point, like, he was just like, let him debut and do the thing. And I'm not afraid. Yeah, so we'll, well do that in the championship. Apparently, uh, you know, yeah, I was going to say, you're afraid to answer my question until now. God damn, answer my question. Uh, and, and we'll start <laughs> reviewing Raw first, so I'll do the Raw championship. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the raw world heavyweight uh, the, the raw the raw world totally heavyweight champion. Step away from it. The universal what champion. <laughs> the I universal thought you were totally going to step away from that. Oh no! Uh, the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion of the universe uh, was Diesel here. Uh, Intercontinental Diesel. champion was Jonathan Michaels, and the WWF tag team champions here were Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Yeah. Uh, what about them WC Dubs? Uh, we'll do that right before we do Nitro. Okay, so we're gonna start raw first. I gotta. I just we'll separate it. Let's go. do raw first, and we'll go. It's the oh, tape yeah, show. Maybe. It deserves to go first. Yeah, that's true. All right. So I took notes the best I could. It was, it was a little off, but uh, let me know if I missed anything. We opened to Vince talking about SummerSlam and one of the greatest matches ever was a Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon ladder match for the Intercontinental Title. Then Vince gives us those great opening lineups to Monday Night Raw. We'll talk about them as they come down. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, tell tell match, me you're not yeah. proud of your world champion without telling me you're not proud of your world champion when they just when, you when he gushes over him. an intercontinental championship match from the night before or a summer's but, but you would admit we all agree. I mean, I wouldn't advertise Diesel and Mabel is... either, so maybe I just made a point against myself. 
but still, it's it is one of the greatest matches ever. We've talked about it. You know, it it's, yeah, yeah. You know, sets the tone for ladder matches for the future. I don't know if you have TLC without this match. You know, as, no, that's true. As the saying, so it's it it's worth noting. Vince recognizes it right away. It's a great match. Sorry, Greg. they they do push. They're pushing just kind of it's a two card um, raw with um with both those guys in action. Even though you just saw them theoretically the night before, even though it was pre taped. But that's that's the whole crux of this raw. And, and, and at least and different we, opponents, yeah, right. And and that's what we're we're talking about is the difference between now and nineteen ninety five, and even the difference between we'll talk later of Nitro and Raw as a product is it's completely different. You, this whole show is really just uh, two matches, and it's um, Ramon and Bulldog and Michaels and Sid, which two good matches. But that's your whole that's your whole and, one. And like raw, we said, it was only an hour, so it's not like they're yeah. stretching it over three hours or two hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Match number one, we have Razor Ramon. Oh, by the way, our commentators uh, here are Vince McMahon and Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, not the best. We're, um, we're not sure if they were there live. I don't. Th- I mean, sorry. And they, definitely Vince, in the they were de- Vince McMahon was definitely there live because he doesn't. But there's the opening shot. They are in green screen. So and the audio sounded like they kind of were doing it from Stanford. So I don't know whether McMahon is. Yeah, running you, you can tell the, the sound like the way they're yeah. talking, like when you're live and you have a live crowd right next to you. Yes. Even if you have headphones on, you're talking differently. But yeah, yeah. when it's from the sound studio, it's a Coliseum video. Presents it's like a, yeah. <laughs> they could use their normal talking. <laughs> yeah. voice when you, when and you by the way, they, like they attempted to sell SummerSlam on Coliseum based on that uh, that ladder match. And they, oh, that clip. Yeah, that's right. on Coliseum. Coliseum video presents. Summer 795, Shawn Michaels, get ready to Such a long time ago. Get your $80 videotape now. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's a different world. Um, sorry, go back to match number one, Razor Ramon versus the British Bulldog with Jim Cornette in his corner. We got a nice little heel run by Davey Boy here. Yeah, Davey and... had just turned, turned heel like two or three weeks before. And by, mm-hmm. for the record, he cut his long hair off, and I love his tights and his look here. I yeah, thought Bulldog great. looked fantastic here. Like he looked awesome. Like, yeah, great um, unveiling of his heel character. I loved it. Uh, I, you know, I, I gave this match a solid B. I thought it had good back and forth. I mean, I'm giving it the the non pay per view kind of grades yeah. here. I also did not think that Razor was going to get Davy into a Razor's Edge. That was so crazy. Um, and by all means, Razor should have won that match, right? But uh, we get some interference with the one two three kid uh, trying to help out and uh, kind of screws the pooch on that one. And Razor loses the match thanks to the one, two, three kids interference. Um, what do you give it, Craigers? And what do you have to say about uh, the handsome British Bulldog? My bull, the Bulldog. Um, I thought the <laughs> clip of when he turned, like, the, Davey was just never quite had that, like, fifth gear that made him, that could make, make him just like a legend. Like, even when he turned on Diesel and he's slapping around, like, it's just, he didn't quite sell it. Like, he, and uh, they, even in the video package, it's like, but I agree with Jess. Like I love the shorter hair. Um, uh, good match with tights, Razor. I love his tights. I love just the all white tights. It was awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember these tights. Like bullet one side, then blue dog on the other side. Like. The official has just given a timekeeper a signal to ring a bell, and the British bulldog mows down the one, two, three kid. What's this decision gonna be? Well, it's clear to me, McMahon, what the decision is. The referee has disqualified Razor Ramon because of outside interference by the kid. What? The kid has cost Razor the match. Uh, I give it. I give it. A, I give it a yeah. C plus, and I mean that in a good way. It was a solid opener. I mean, the only reason why I didn't give it a B was because that you know it's a DQ finish. But I get it. It's their weekly episodic <laughs> show. Yeah. They're pushing the storyline. Douglas comes in there because he was feuding kind of with Ramon at the time. Uh, he gets in there. Yeah. He tries. To, he he interferes. Absolutely beats the shit out of one two three kid. And then uh, one, two, three kid gets his wits about him, goes to help Ramon, and then the ref sees him splash, or, or Bulldog gets up. Bulldog was going for the cover. That's right. He power slammed it, going for the cover. Kid was going to jump off the top rope to break up the cover, but Bulldog sat up, and the kid accidentally splashed Ramon, causing the DQ. So Bulldog won by disqualification. And then we go into a Which interview Which is kind of dumb, because if you, if you hit Razor, wouldn't Davey be disqualified? I mean, just saying. You know, I thought that as well. I, I I thought that I was like, wait a minute, wouldn't shouldn't the ref consider that helping Davy so Davy should get DQ'd? Like, but it didn't. Uh, but he knew they were friends. Yeah, the ref is well, super. Were they? Were they? Because I'm telling you, we continued the controversy between the one, two, three kid and Razor Ramon, where you could definitely see a pending match coming up, and sure enough, one of these kids is like, 
I'm going to beat you next week. Prove you wrong. Stop God, it was so yeah, so they were already bad, too. It. Yeah, they're already setting it up. It was bad acting. Vince was the interviewer in the middle of the ring behind Dave up there. Little shit. And, uh, yeah, which is bad. Yeah. yeah, he's all, what are you talking about, kid? You're just... I wrote this script, so I need to get my shit across. Like, I'm just it. talking about Dean and his intelligence. You're the one that's saying that you. You are uh, basically talking you You're kind of a piece of crap. McMahon's yeah. like mouthing his lines. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Uh, and you guys mentioned earlier the whole the whole time uh, Lawler is talking over the interview, which oh, yes. What I fucking hated, and that's oh yeah, Vince was in the ring having a live in the middle of the ring interview, and every fucking sentence that any of them would utter, Jerry's like, "What are you talking about? What do you mean, Ramon? What are you talking about? No, the kid's gonna get you. What are you talking about? He It was awful. It was like four people in the segment, and I hated it. I fucking hated it. I fast forward. He always said that. Match number two: the Smoking Gun versus Brad Rafford. And the Brooklyn Brawler. Hey, who's who? Who is also who's Brad? Also, by the way, no Rad Rapper. Uh, uh, Louis Spicoli. Oh, sorry, Louis Spicoli. Yeah. yeah, who was also there? Was Louis Spicoli. Uh, rest their, in peace. He died when he was in WCW in '98. I think is when he died. Like uh, he was, a, he was a pretty good hand in there. He's actually a pretty good worker, and he was friends with a lot of the guys in the back too. But uh, um, it, it's a squash match. You know, the Smoking Guns get all their great stuff in, even though uh, Brad and the Brawler kind of. It was kind of a little cheating in the beginning. They hit him before the bell. Those uh, those dastardly heels. But it's a squash match. I give every squash match a sear below. Yeah. Can I can I just say something real quick? Um, every Goldust vignette I can get my hands on, I love it. <laughs> it's so, so funny. I wrote right. the note That's here. The I I wrote the note. My note I wrote here was a lot of people when you watch them early on. Uh, develop their character. You could see early on it wasn't quite gelling at first, and then they got better with it. I he was just gold dust from the start. Like he had, he, I know he had it was a pre-taped vignette or whatever, but it was it was pre- his generic makeup. He didn't end up having makeup like this. Uh, it was he barely colored the eyes black. He was just really all like in gold, and he had like a hat on, a weird uh, not top hat. Was it a top hat or was it like a, him play, playing playing with his long hair that wasn't real hair? Yeah, he was playing like, with his long playing, hair. I was like. You're, you know, you're really, you're a little too good at this. Dustin yeah. just understood this character from the the get go, and yeah. you know it's so yeah. far ahead of its time. And but yeah, these are this is before he physically debuted in the ring. They were starting to show vignettes every and week. Twenty seven years ago, and Dustin's still going. He's in the best shape yeah. now. He's in better life. shape than he's ever been too. Yeah, yeah. Twenty seven so cool. years ago, it was cool to see That's an insane. early Goldust uh, little promo here. Vignette. Vignette. I, I was I wasn't expecting. It. I was like, oh, this is a little gym here. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, match number three, Isaac Yankum versus a nobody. I don't even know who it was. I don't think it was even announced. I couldn't, I couldn't, I tried to find it. It was like Scott Taylor or someone. Scott Taylor. I couldn't even figure it out. It's another squash, probably in the put Jobber. Uh, yeah, versus Jobber. Yeah, even Um, for, again, even for a squash match, this was shit. Too long. It was too long. It was terrible. Too long. And Kane tried to wrestle. And yeah. I'm like, you're a big I guy. You said Kane. It's Isaac Yankum, be, Jess. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isaac Yankum tried to wrestle. Who is uh, Kane, though? Glenn, I mean, Glenn you, don't, you see it right wrestle. away. Yeah, Glenn uh, yeah, yeah, Glenn Jacobs tried to wrestle and it didn't work out well. Like he should be big bootin', fucking power bomb, choke slam, see ya. Like he's yeah. a big ass motherfucker. And then he's like, it, it lasted longer than it should have. And it was like these safe yeah. moves. Like he was performing them in a wrestling school. And I was like, ah, boring. Like yeah, I put damn. I put another squash F, but those scrub pants looked incredibly comfortable. I would wrestle in those. <laughs> the most comfortable wrestler of the night, easily. Right. Match number four. <laughs> Psycho Sid versus Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental title. We were talking about this earlier. I couldn't believe. I just couldn't believe. Yeah, Sid's just like, give me the check. Let's go play softball. It didn't even. So Vince, I had an awesome ladder match at SummerSlam with Ramon. What's on my horizon? Well, Sid. Oh, fuck. Okay. God damn it. Like, not even like that. But you know, it's not even like that. He's like, he's like, well, I can do what I want, right? And Vince is like, yes, sweetie, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Yes. And and this match really (laughs) angers me. But I hate to say it, it's a good match. Like it's because yeah, it is. No, there is no bad Shawn Michaels match. I'm just, but he, it's you not. Just, yeah, I, I gave. I'll just jump in. I gave yeah. it a B minus only because I thought it was slow. Only because Michaels had to. Like sure, yeah. Like 
he did everything he could. Michael's his movements. I hate him so fucking much. Like I hate him because everything he does is perfect. Everything. Like even yeah. when he's in there with Sid, he moves. Sid is like a cardboard cutout. Like literally, like anything yeah. he does, Sid is like just. It's like Sid's moving through like like wet concrete like all the time. And, and he carries Michael's, him. Yeah, Michael's it carried does. him and fucking like did things to make the fans pop when he needed to, and the way he sold and like. I sure. fucking hate him. But like every time I watch him, like, oh, you fucking asshole. Like, you Can are I, good. And all I kept thinking during Shauna is like, you forget, like, his whole gimmick is basically just instead of Hogan must pose, it's Sean must strip. And I, you, oh, I, I wrote so that. You, are we done? Because can I go off? Because I fucking hate. Uh, yeah, one, dude, one, go, one, go, one go. Thing, one more thing. One more thing that I want to say though is, oh, did, Sean, you guys, did you guys notice before the match started and Sean came out? And he said, "Hey, all you cats and kittens." I'm like, was he watching Carol Baskin even? Back then, right? He right. said, I'm like, how did you? It was where a very tiger, tiger king thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but I said B plus. It could have been higher if the finish is clean, works good. It's like a David versus Goliath, even though um, Sean is in a bear hug um, and he can't, he can, he can't punch his way out of it because he, but he thumbs in the eye out of it. I'm like, that's actually really smart. Why don't you just thumb the time, eye? Dave. Yeah, but that that would put a big man. To put you it, down, Sid and, looks uh, at the lights clean. What we have been said said all the time. He's like, clean. you know what? You know what'll stop any big man gorilla? A thumb to the eye, like all. But right. I really, it's this is what I wrote. I said it's also nice Why that Sid doesn't the care. Fuck up, it's nice that Sid doesn't care about the outcome. He just cares about the check. Otherwise, he would. Yeah, he, he wouldn't was, have gone. He was gone. Back. He was gone shortly after this. He's like, whatever, whatever. Just yeah, go for it. Okay, just go off, bro. Go off on the striptease. I, for a minute of weakness, when we were talking about something, I don't remember what episode it was from. I actually said, you know what? I don't, I don't blame Sean for his face character when he won the title WrestleMania 12 and 96 and did the whole Boyhood Dream thing. I was like, because Vince shoved him down our throat, and then you put like this old, unrelatable guy Jose Lothario with him, and you try to make him this majorly sympathetic baby face, and that was never Sean. And I was like, so I, they kind of sabotaged that running away. I felt that way until I watched this. And then I stopped. <laughs> and even though we've, we've debuted other things of him, I, there's a lot more women fans now in professional wrestling. I think it's all safe to say. Uh, that, of course, there's far more women fans now. And that's great because sure. the women are awesome. The division's awesome, too. But back here, 99.9% of your audience was male. And... And your top act, or going to be your top act in about four months or whatever, but still, you know, Vince's favorite, really, let's be honest, uh, even back here yeah. in 95, it sure. is allowed to go out there and pretend he's going to strip. So much, in fact, that he exposes his pelvic bone almost all the way on almost every time. And I'm like, if you're trying I to thought turn off all of dude. Because even after, like, he won the title, Michaels would still do it, like, when he won the world title. Yeah. And I'm like, you are turning off everybody. Like, yeah. it's one thing if you're a heel and you want to be irritating. That's fine. I yeah. Strip away. I don't care. Show, yeah. show me your dick. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Um, but, like, but when you're a face. face, yeah, you and you do that shit. And like Dave said, it was the Hogan most posed time. You know, yeah. like, it's it's everybody has. It's funny that they make fun of Hogan, but every good wrestler has a thing that they do after they win when they celebrate and it's the if they're Hogan on top Pope. yeah michaels shows his dick or almost does and like you know <laughs> and other people do other things bret hart shows on his hand how many times he's won the title that was brett's big thing and like you know so like it's just but for him to for vince not to be like listen yeah our, we have a male dominating audience yeah. out sean stop that shit like if you were <laughs> heel i'd be okay with it because you get people to hate you that's one thing but right. by the way, when you were heel, you didn't do that. And yeah. now you're doing it. And I don't know if Vince was trying to be like, well, Sean's a good looking guy. And he was He's hot as shit. And maybe Vince was like, maybe I can attract women with Michaels. But I still wouldn't go way overboard and be like, your celebration, yeah. just hear me out, should yeah. be you pretending and almost getting naked. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't yeah. get it. Like. Yeah. I, I could not connect with him as talented as he was in the ring, even as a fan back here. I was yeah. like, I don't. And I was 18 years old in 95. <laughs> I was like, I don't I don't relate with you when you do stupid shit like yeah. that. Like, I don't. At, you can at say no, Hogan born for at no point did we elbow each other and be like, man, I hope you fucking t I hope we see his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like, if I, as a Hogan fan, I, I would love so much, man. I'll take, take it all the way down, dude. Take it all the way down, dude. <laughs> Never, like. Let's 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 get to the nitro piece of it, man, because this is really interesting. I'm glad we're doing it second. Well, no, uh, it, oh no, but, I wrote. Let me show you. Yeah, what'd you? <laughs> I can't. We can't see it. Shit. What does it say on the bottom? God damn it! I just had it. Why can't it show? It, it says stupid, stupid, sexy Michaels. No, it says I hate Michaels and I hate Michaels. Michaels. <laughs> I hate him. Um, I hate that I love him. Yeah, yeah, it's a love-hate thing for sure. So in the Night Center in Miami is where Nitro is, is going to be going. And we have Eric Bischoff. First ever head-to-head. Hook him up. First and this ever. is live, by the way. Nitro is live. This is before. live, live, live. And there's going to be lots of things we're going to talk about as we go that makes that really relevant and important that Bischoff takes advantage of, who is one of our announcers, along with Bobby the Brain Heenan and Mongo Steve McMichaels. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, seems like the only one so who really right away, it. and I know we'll cover it right away, Dave. When Nitro opens, and it's it, there's a different lens when something's pre-taped versus when it's live. It's a different yeah. type of clarity, like right, Craig. Like it's just you could tell when something's live and when something's been pre-taped. There's like a uh, not a filter, but it's there's a look to it. When you watch Nitro open, it was crisper for some reason to me. It was like it was live. It was noticeable. The colors weren't like silly. They were just gray and black and. You know, like light gray. It was and still bright. Like, like yeah, it was still bright. That uh, that that classic entrance. So the reason why I had you guys, uh, you know, watch the Mall of America one at the episode one, um, was to show just. I thought it was a very odd choice that they're going to debut this show and actually try to go tit for tat with Vince McMahon on Monday nights. Well, like, and that was did, like what? And, and, but their different. first episode, they knew they were unopposed. They're like, let's do it in a setting that we'll never really do it in front of again, even though I know the spring break nitros, they did do it in odd places. Sure. But I mean, like, it was a very bold move to put it in a mall. I wasn't a fan of it when at first. I, li- I mean, the product I was, but like the uh, a mall? I think the entire time I was watching the first one, a mall? Like every fucking commercial, a mall, really? Yeah. But then this nitro, the nitro number yeah. two that went first time head to head, was the traditional Nitro. I love the set here. I love it's like the met- metallic WCW uh, logo on the entrance ramp. And I love the Nitro the nitro logo here. The opening was fucking awesome with the fucking uh, uh, manhole yeah, cover. But Nitro but yeah, opens up iron. like and it's oh. just and Nitro is like just a breath of fresh air. Yeah. The look I'm talking about the production. Yeah. But the you look. could also you could see like the overexcitement and nervousness of Bischoff like they are. It looks like they all had. Right it looks away. like they all had twelve yeah. cups of coffee. Well, his first line when they when he said, "Hey, welcome to Nitro." I might be living in my car at the end of this month if you guys don't fucking watch the show. He said that, <laughs> yeah. and then Mongo said, "Calm down." <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling for like eighty something weeks you might do yeah. well, and he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah. then we're fine." Eighty-two to eighty-four, somewhere in between. It's, yeah, it's so yeah. it's so weird um, here that this is the first ever head-to-head of what it would become or whatever, and you know we're gonna pick yeah. apart this nitro. It wasn't perfect, but no, the, by the any feel means. of it. And I'm not trying to jump on the nitro bandwagon, but the feel of it was just good like i just love yeah. the feeling of it and as a fan i remember 18 year old just flipping over you know i'm sure i flipped over during the isaac yankum the uh, isaac yankum match i know i flipped over during the smoking gun tag match it's just it was just something you wanted to see on nitro it was, and it was different um, in a lot of ways yeah um, it was really good we get a we get a lex luger hulk hogan interview replay from last week it's kind of weird. It looks like there's WCW originals versus WWF originals. It's it's kind of odd. <laughs> and also um, the week before, so the week before was the infamous moment where Lex Luger fucking just showed up in the yeah. aisleway. With when he had wrestled, just you said, no he literally wrestled the night before on a he house was, show yeah, for he, WWF. He and wrestled then came a on house show, show on that Sunday night for WWF, and then the next night he debuted on came the Came out night. live on Nitro yeah. on September 4th. It's just, Luger you, was you, actually you in three weeks before. Luger was at SummerSlam '95. Three weeks before. Yeah. So like, it's just like crazy that. that Bischoff threw the first shot right away when they were unopposed by having this guy. He wanted to blur the lines. I love the story about this. Like, it's just Bischoff's like, yeah. I, I, if we Said were going to come where the big boys like, play, like, right? Yeah. If we're going to be live, he's like, I wanted people to go. I have to watch that show. It's live, and like Luger just showed up. And you could say what you want about Luger was like a lower mid carder kind of by that time, and he probably was, you know, when WWF let him go or he left. Um, but like at the same time, Bischoff's like, yeah, but he used to be here a long time ago, and people will just be shocked to see someone that they just saw over there. Like, how yeah. could he just walk straight in? Who here? still how? looked great? 
who still he, had a yeah, great he looked, body. He looked phenomenal. Looked really good. It's, yeah, it's insane. So that, that's um, the prep. I wanted to preface yeah. that before, as Dave talks about the setup. Yeah. That's why the main event here tonight is what it is. It's such a, it's such a big up. deal. Yeah. yeah. Match number one, I said Sabu versus Alex Wright, and I wrote, uh-oh. Um, this has every meaning to be a disaster, and somebody might die because it's Sabu. Um, the first Nitro teased the Sabu. The, um, they had a package on the very in the Mall of America Nitro. To show oh, Sabu. Sabu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I give it like a C to C minus. Alex had some really good moves. I, I really enjoyed the superplex. Uh, but Sabu also takes liberties after the match once he wins, which is kind of a weird way to, to win as well. It's kind of oddball. But because of the liberties he takes out on Alex Wright, meaning, um, you know, a slam in through a table, they reverse that decision and give the win to Alex Wright, which I was like, oh, okay, that, that was dumb, but whatever. Um, and then I just wrote, did anyone see the beers that were actually in the ring area? Like those guys had all their beers. And yeah. I was like, what, I wanted going, Alex Wright to kick over all of them. Like, yeah, really? I'm like, what are you doing? But also too, in? like what a different crowd, right? You had co- already, you had college students and that kind yeah. of crowd in WCW. Yeah, yeah, and then Miami. we just watched Raw. It was all families and kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this these is the crowd that Michael's need to get naked in front of. I'll do just about anything. <laughs> you can't predict the one two. Saboon comes in and beats uh, Alex Wright, knocks him off just like that. What do you, what do you, what do you got for it, Craig? It was, uh, it was cool to see Sabu in a WCW ring. Uh, I give it, I give it a C minus D for execution. Don't bring Sabu in and don't let him play with tables and don't let him be suicidal, homicidal. So out of his element. Then reverse the decision of a, of, and then Alex Wright won't lay down on the table. He sits up and Sabu has to like, Sabu just says fuck it and jumps off on him. It was a very strange, like clunky matchup anyway. Very, very Sabu-y. And the way it ends with kind of like a Huracan Rana Arabian face buster off the top and a strange kind of pin. Um, Ah, man, it was just weird. And I I don't think Sabu lasted very long in WCW. No, he's not. Alex is out. He has no idea. And he broke the table. Both men in. Sushi. Let's hear it. Wait a minute. Let's go to Dave Pinzer. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Nick what, Patrick what's going on has reversed his decision and has disqualified Sabu. The winner for what qualification? For is what? Alex Wright. So for what? He beat the man in the middle of the ring. How about attempted manslaughter? That was after the match. But same. It's, yeah, yeah, and so I give you know you can here. say what yeah. you want about Bischoff, but it. You're, you're right. The match was clunky and shitty. And like, if somebody gave it an F, I wouldn't disagree with them because, and even the table spot, they fucked up. But to Bischoff's point, what he says a lot on his podcast, he's like, it felt unsafe. It felt like, oh, something's going to fuck up right now. And he's like, he's all, that's why I loved live television. So when Turner gave him this opportunity, he's like, hell yeah. Like I want, I hope everything fucks up. Like, because yeah. he's like, yeah. it's uh, we're that's how we're different than raw Raw's pre-taped. It's sleek. It's produced. Yeah. Well, I don't give a shit. Like, he's like, I want it to be like this different thing. I mean, 60 seconds in, Sabu sets up a chair and then actually launches an Alex Wright moves. And he does the he launches himself into the metal barricade, which you yeah. never really see in WWF at all. Like, yeah. you just yeah, see it, it was totally Sabu different destroy stuff. his own body. Yep. Mean Gene Okerlund is going to interview Ric Flair. He's joined by Lex oh. Luger briefly. And I look at this <laughs> and I'm just like, what the hell was this purpose? Like you could have just had Flair go out there and and just be Flair, but he had to like work the main event in. I, it didn't make any sense. And Luger gets in there with him, and when he starts plugging the main event, and Luger's gonna win. Well, you haven't changed at all, Rick. And then he walks away, and I'm like, what was that? That was the dumbest thing. I'll I've tell ever you seen what it was. Life. It was an excuse to march Flair out there. <laughs> That's all it was. I get I get all that, but why get even Flair have Luger come out? Why? Just have him go out there, style profile, walk out. You don't I need to like talk about the main event. We were like, talking earlier about the disrespect of Flair and Bischoff didn't have Flair for like the opening but press was, conference was for that, Monday Night Raw. Was that an but, issue here or no? But yes, because I think he had a match with Arn 
it's basically the first time, and forgive me if I'm wrong, the first time Arn versus kind of Flair in a big pay-per-view and the breakup of yeah, kind of yeah, the horsemen there. This Nitro was the go-home show for Fallboro, which was that following Sunday. So that's a huge— And Arn fought Flair. If this, if you weren't yeah. trying to do mainstream and just thinking of WCW, Crockett, and NWA, to have Flair and Arn in a match where they that's um, a big deal. had turned—it's a huge deal, and they fucked it up. Um, yeah. And they and didn't even have Arn on. You're in the right. They had him. They had him in the right place at the wrong time. Is what I would say. The week before, the week before on the opening nitro, they did have an altercation. Yes, they had Arn come on. But the go home show here for Fall Brawl, they didn't even fucking have Arn on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. So is this? it should have been a bigger deal, and I remember the match wasn't very. It was it was disappointing in Fall Brawl of actually. It was Arn solid. It was solid, but it wasn't like the buildup that ever, two former right. horsemen facing each other. It wasn't like right. How can you live up to that? It was a but, solid match, though. But any fan now should have like the buildup, and they really should, like. I know that Bischoff and Eric was trying to focus on a bigger, wider, global launch of Nitro. He had a, he had a hoagie. By the way, just like we forgot, Hulk Hogan's our world champion. Sting is our U.S. champion. Who's our oh, TV yes. champion, tag champs here? Sorry. Our television champion, Dave, is your favorite, the Renegade. Renegade. And uh, the tag team champions, who they were just about to lose them. I think they lost them. They were going to lose them at Fall Brawl. Uh, Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick Slater. That's ridiculous. Would lose, would lose five days later to the Harlem Heat. That's ridiculous. Uh, oh, thank you not, for reminding me. Dude. Not, I totally forgot about the not, not the last part. Losing to Harlem Heat, that, that's great. I love it. Yeah, Harlem Heat would win them at, at Fall Ball that weekend. And Craig, Craig will tell you every time there's no better interest music than the Harlem Heat's interest music. No. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. And it's always it's in my best. head all the time. It's the best. It's the best. Um, all right. Match number two, we got VK Wall Street versus Sting for that very United States Championship on the line, a uh, quick note right before the match started, Bischoff actually read all the results from a taped raw that we just discussed. Well, I love earlier. this show. I love look at my face. I, I this is it. this is so good. Um this was like, the equivalent to the buying tearing the territories down, to to buying uh to putting on Survivor Series to oh, block you're gonna uh, take I guess what I'm gonna do. Yeah. This was all the same shit. Vin, to Vince yeah. though, it was dirty tricks. It was all dirty tricks. But I'm like, it was not dirty, dirty tricks, tricks you didn't he, think of. He punched you right in the face. Like, yeah, he punched nah, you right punched in the face the on dick. this one. Get, get it right. Yeah, he punched. He knocked his dick in the dirt. <laughs> he really did. Hey, and by the way, in case you're tempted to uh, grab the remote control, check out the competition. Don't bother. It's two or three weeks old. Shawn Michaels beat the big guy with the super kick. He's good to earn a green belt with in a local YMCA. Stay right here. It's live. It's where the action is. Who cares about that? They named it after a bunch of uncooked eggs. This thing sizzles here, ladies and gentlemen. Period. Yeah. Good, because Vince would have done it too to anybody. And he did. And don't, and don't forget, do like, there's, there's always this thing I think about with Mean Gene. Uh, he talked about we always had to beat them to break because the sooner we left for break, the sooner we get back, people would flip the channel. Like, they, they were doing, they were really going to go head to head with the big man. And, it's just I I love those little dirty, yeah that you're right yeah things. Bischoff Bischoff's whole plan was like he asked permission he's like can we come back about sixty seconds before they come back from a commercial they're like why he's like because I'm gonna read the results of their show <laughs> and they're like okay <laughs> Bischoff's like cool so he purposely came back from commercial before them so people who were flipping is like oh Nitro's on Raw's still on commercial and hi don't flip the channel if you're gonna watch and he fucking read the results of the yeah. Raw that we just reviewed fuck me so like it was awesome like it was great so and uh, and by the way and they bashed the shit out of it <laughs> they were bashing like wwf they were making fun uh their world champion over there was uh i think he uh d- didn't he didn't he play in vegas or something like that like it was on a line there too yeah. and he's like their world champion over there barely he made a their, their top the guy couldn't too. even make the mid card yeah. here that's what they it's said fucking insane like and wild. even in even now watching it my I, my mouth was wide open and i was smiling because i was like all oh, this <laughs> oh, made me yeah. excited i was excited for every monday even though the quality of the matches and we'll get in the stupid storyline later uh was not good it was just the 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 balls of somebody else saying, you know what, we're clearly number two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna punch him in the face like I'm number one. Yeah, Trump, I do something different. But uh, and by the way, this match, um, it, to me, it's a B to B plus. I Sting is so good, he's so freaking good. You know, it's funny. So I gave and, it a, I gave it a B minus because I included the WWE bashing in it, and I enjoyed all of it. 
but Sting was Sting is amazing, you know. And yeah, IRS. Did you, did you, did you, you guys caught the standing dropkick by Sting? It's so good. And yeah. obviously you gotta get a Stinger splash, that top rope crossbody for the one. Two, and three. also, did you catch Sting the tie-in? What was a uh, what was Rotundo's name? VK Wall Street. Vincent mm-hmm. Kennedy, Wall Street, yeah. <laughs> so they were taking shot the whole time. This whole match was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. It's like this and entire first... time. He's behind you! He is going to pull the trigger! Flying cross body lock! Over hooks the leg! One, two, three! He got it! I give it a C minus, almost a D here for his first kind of match, and he gets blown out by Sting. He's just, ah, I didn't like it, and I don't, I don't, wow. I loved him as Varsity Club, but the, the you probably I don't think so he you're, adjusted. You're looking at it from Wall Street's venue, not from Sting's. Yeah, like. and I respected IRS when, when with DiBiase, and he had some good matches, but I it, this that was a great that was a great championship me. tag team, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's so funny. We've been on opposite man. ends in all this match, and I'm like, I see everything you're saying. I see yeah. everything you're saying. If you look I'm at it from back. that point of view, it makes I'm sense. I'm just kidding. I hated it, Dave. This match was stupid. What? <laughs> it's, you know, it's true, and, and it was set there, in a, but, and it's really weird. It's like I they just, redefined. I just love watching Sting when he's at this at his peak. I do. I, the, I, the first Nitro that. Sting yeah. versus Flair I enjoyed, and even Sting here, like, I'm really appreciating Sting when I'm watching back here, um, yeah, 1995. I, but you know what? I always keep thinking about. It's what most people think about when I watch Sting and how clean and crispy is, you know, or who he's with. I'm like, God, imagine what he would have done in WWF. You just imagine. Everybody says that. Yeah. All the time. Everybody's I, I know, like, I know imagine, it's very like, yeah, yeah. You if can't he trusted yeah. Vince, which he never trusted him for some odd reason. I think yeah. it's I, hilarious how there was there was a revolving door of trust over there in WCW, but he's like, I'm not going to that guy. <laughs> he just didn't for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Every six well, months he had a new boss. Not going to that yeah. Jess and I used to make fun like Sting's. Sting, this is not going to make sense, but I'm going to repeat it anyway. Sting's music, the man called Sting, and so yeah. we would always pretend that if he was in WWF, it'd be the same music, and it would be like the man called the Scorpion, and it would be Vince. Yeah, it would Obviously, he wouldn't use Sting because he has to make it his own yeah. name or whatever. So they would call him the Scorpion or something like that. It would like, uh-huh. and Vince would just rehash it. He's a man called the Scorpion. Scorpion, like it was just Vince's, like, yeah, the same exact song, still save money, and still, yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. Match number three Scott Norton versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. Automatic F due to the (laughs) finish. I was so mad. I was like, Are you 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 serious right now? (laughs) The ending was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) But you know, you laughed right when you saw it. You, oh, yeah, I I, I on. But I I gave it I gave it for the match. Okay, stop. Everybody, calm down. I I gave it a B for the match. It's actually I, I understand because this is why I love Randy so much. I just because got so like, mad. Sorry, Scott Norton so was mad. a big deal in Japan, and I know that's a funny phrase to say, but he was. But Scott <laughs> he was. Norton, yeah, Scott was. Norton is not a bumper, right? Like he's not a seller. He's a big brute. He's a giant. And I just I I just imagine like. What am I doing this week? Uh, we got you, Scott Norton. I don't care. Like, and Macho Man was like, "That's fine." Like, yeah. And he went in yeah. there, and Scott was fucking stiff. That he did the DDT like Randy Orton. You know, Randy Orton brings yeah, him into the but off the top rope, not Fuck, the second like, rope. I forgot that fucking he, he did almost that. Killed him. Yeah. Five. And Mod- dude, he was doing crazy shit to Savage. Savage was taking a goddamn beating. Yeah. Uh, and when Savage gave it back, he fucking gave it back. But uh, yeah. that's why I love Savage. Like, it made me love Savage. I was like, his W, his WCW run here. He did have more in the tank. Vince was stupid for yeah. trying to put him behind commentary. Like, Savage wanted to be stiff and wanted to get in there and, like, work with different guys than he'd ever done before. I just, again, this Nitro, the uh, Sabu and Alex Wright, what? Macho Man and Scott Norton, what? Like, it's just kind of mm. was for no reason. Now, the ending, Dave, is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah, explain to the people the ending. Yeah. So the ending, uh, for some odd reason, the Dungeon of Doom decided to walk down, and they but were gonna only help. one of them, right? Not not like all six of them. Yeah. No, all thirty of them. <laughs> oh, there was, okay. There That's awful. There, everybody that almost became a member of Dungeon of Doom yeah. came down there. So they come down, and their goal was to help Scott Norton beat Savage. Yeah. So earthquake comes, start, or, or shark, or whatever the fuck his name was. It was shark. Uh, John yeah. Tentis, shark, was it shark? Yeah. God it was shark. damn it. John Tentis. <laughs> 
John, I didn't know that. John, John Tenta John gets in the ring, and as he's climbing through the middle rope, Macho, uh, uh, macho, reverses, yeah, macho reverses Ken Norton into that rope side, and Ken Norton into, knees into him into the face. Shark. And like Dave said, so if you're picturing it right, and into Earthquake shark. is getting in from the outside, and if Norton hits him, wouldn't it throw Earthquake back out? No, it didn't. He hit he hit Earthquake. He falls backwards in the ring. Earthquake falls forward through the middle rope, lay, laying passed out on his wasted legs. Yeah, out. So Orton can't get him off apparently because he can't just mm-hmm. sit up. No. So the key, and then Macho's like, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna drop my elbow. And the referee, <laughs> I swear to God, looks at him, and you can hear the referee like, I'm fine with that. And Macho <laughs> yeah. jumps off the top rope, elbows Scott Norton with Earthquake, the, the massive 500 pound. Draping over his legs, Macho covers him, and the ref's like, everything is copacetic here. Yeah. One, two, three, and counts three. And then Macho gives the ref a $100 bill, and then the ref leaves. And <laughs> to be, to be fair. Avalanche is out. He's out. Run, Macho. Get him. He's out. Was he trying to turn him into a popsicle? So fed up. Match number four, Lex Luger versus Hulk Hogan for the WCW World title. All I wrote was, fuck the Dungeon of Doom. It's a schmoz. No grade for me. You're you're not getting one. You're not getting one. Um, They they wrecked this whole thing, but it does lead them into the next pay-per-view where apparently um, someone didn't, you know, what did I say? Dot the T's and cross the I's? Uh, meaning, yeah, so it was supposed to yeah. be uh, Macho Man, Sting, Hogan, and Vader against yeah. the Dungeon of Doom. The, the pay-per-view is Fall Brawl. Yeah, Fall uh, Brawl. Fall Brawl War Games. Yeah. Sorry, Jess, go ahead. But this You're was good. right after Vader got beat up in the locker room by Paul Orndorff and got oh, unceremoniously right. fired. <laughs> uh, and he got unceremoniously fired here. So B- mm. Vader, who was uh, advertised, left. So then at this point, he got Luger. So they were just were writing Luger into the storyline. So basically, uh, Luger challenged Hogan here for the world title. And, I mean, it was – in your mind, if you close your eyes right now, it's exactly what you thought a Hogan and Luger match would be. Um, it, it, the match was almost, like, inconsequent. It was clickbait. You know, yeah. it was clickbait for 1995 is all it was. He was trying to get people to turn it on because you got to see Luger and Hogan face off, which was a match that had never happened. Zero build Hogan, up, yeah, Hogan had never faced Luger, it. Luger yep. returning WCW. Like, so I, I get why he did it again. We, we would learn quickly. This was just episode two. We would learn that these episodes were just, it's episodic. So every yeah. week you had to tune in, you know, they were trying to figure out this rhythm here of what this Monday night shows were. And even Vince was still fairly new to it. He only debuted raw in 93. So like, like, it's just kind of amazing, you know, we're just seeing this right now, the very first war or the first battle of the war. Um, yeah, it was all clickbait. Nobody gave a shit, and they didn't give a shit, more importantly, what happened in the match. But after the match, it was just getting Luger to it's agree moving, to moving take Vader's spot. You want him in? You want him out? I'm torn apart. But the way I look at war games, when you put all the men in a cage, we'll find out what everybody's made of Luger. Would you be our partner, brother? We want to test you in war games. Yes! Do it! I'll step in there in war games and I'll stand with you side by side, blow by blow, but one condition. I want that title shot down the line. You promised me. There's some unfinished business here. He's got an ulterior motive. In the long long run, it was basically like Luger agreeing to take Vader's position. So now it's going to be Luger, Hogan, Savage, Sting against the Dungeon of Doom. But Jess, why didn't they attack Luger? The Dungeon of Doom, and they yeah, it was the whole. You could tell they were trying to like lay the seeds of is Luger a tweener? Is he a good guy or a bad guy? They were trying to lay that in with you, and nobody apparently. So Bischoff called it correctly, and the whole storyline was supposed to be like, hey, when the Dungeon of Doom came and attacked, they beat up everybody except Luger, which was true. That's what you saw on the screen. But yep. Savage and Hogan were having too many Miller lights when they were going over the script, and they forgot. So Macho's like, answer me one question, Sting. How come the Dungeon of Doom didn't touch you or Jimmy Hart? And I'm like, what? Jimmy Hart? <laughs> Craig, before we record, Craig did Jimmy Hart going, what the fuck? Like in the background. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> so 
And then, and then, so, so they fucked that up. And Bischoff is on commentary going, they didn't touch Luger, you idiots. They didn't touch Luger. Why didn't they touch Luger? And he buried that boot right through the eyes. The leg drop. By the way, oh, a side note here, uh, this war raged on for six years, and, <laughs> and there's one point where Nitro would beat him 83 straight yeah. weeks. And they sure it, would. The early episodes were tough, man, so I saved this for the end, right? Yeah. Uh, Dave, I, I believe you have a question to ask me about uh, uh, who won the first ever ratings yeah, well, battle. I'd like, yeah, on the Monday Night War. Yeah. So, I have the ratings right here. Ladies and gentlemen. The show that we just reviewed got a 2.4, which is wow. an amazing rating for 1995. A yeah. very fucking it's, big ama- it's amazing rating, rating now for a second yeah. time. The, on the, the Raw air. after SummerSlam, by the way, th- t- this year, uh, 2022, the Raw after SummerSlam got a 2.2, and that was massive because you know streaming options now and all that stuff or whatever. Sure. But back here for uh, WCW, who was not didn't have the same national footprint like the WWF did or whatever to get a 2.4 cuz the whole thing about Nitro really quick is the week before I say that I want to say they got a 2.1 or 2.2 unopposed and people were like okay that's a good but it's going to it's going to cut we'll it see what happens next week though people were like wrestling's not in a boom period and they're going to split the audience so unfortunately both programs are going to get like a million a piece and it's going to be a moot point or whatever so I just said Nitro got a 2.4 on week two, which is up from their week point. Their uh, for, I think it's up from the first week debut. Um, I'll have to go back and look. Maybe maybe the first unopposed Nitro got higher, a little higher, but it was still in the two point something. So Nit- this Nitro got a 2.4. A taped Monday Night Raw this week, the first ever battle in the Monday Night Wars. Did I tell you Nitro got 2.4? Yeah. Yeah. Monday Night Raw. WWF, Vince McMahon, Monday Night Raw. 2.5. They win. Wow. First ever battle. Taped a wow. taped off. And, and, and it just shows you that people are just swaying back and forth. Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff both have a theory. And there's a name for it. I can't remember. It's the same but they're people. Like, look. Yeah, they're like, look, it's or at least half of it is the same people. So they're like, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of households watching Monday Night Wrestling, especially in like 97, 98, 99 when it was at its, its apex. Sure. But they're but like, so it wasn't like. Yeah. Yeah, you can't add, like, they were flipping so fast that it was counting them both, like, on each channel. Right. So yeah. there, there's a whole theory behind it. But just just so you know, the next week, September the 18th, Raw would win again with a 2.7 to a Nitro 1.9. <sighs> September the 25th, hmm. Raw, they would flip Raw. And this actually proves this theory. The week after September the 25th, Raw would get a 1.9 and Nitro would win with a 2.7. They literally flipped. So that kind of supports the theory weird, yeah. of the, the flipping. Yeah, the kind of weird thing. Uh, October the 2nd, Raw and Nitro tied 2.5 apiece. And then on October the 9th, it was the last one I wrote down, they tied again 2.6. So it's crazy. Like, the whole beginning was was like a back and forth kind of fest and a weird – the flip-flop numbers really piqued my interest when I saw it because I was like, oh, Bruce and – Bischoff are kind of on to something like, you know, about like, again, yeah. it wasn't, yeah. you can't just and, add up both numbers and, and be like, don't oh, forget, don't forget it towards, towards the end, Jess, they're, they're, they're trading off wins and there's the 83 straight weeks, but those 83 straight weeks were getting into the fours and sometimes even the fives. Uh, oh yeah. And then, and then raw things. went nuts. Like in like 99, 2000 raw was getting like 5.1, 6.1. I think their highest, their highest rated segment was like a seven point something. Like it was crazy. I think it was a rocket. Craig, close this up, man. What you got? Uh, again, I think Jess said it all. Like this is the beginning of the war. Um, arm for battle, WCW, big, huge pocketbook. Vince had a lot to learn. You can still see from from this first episode. It's still a very much a one man show. Vince is doing commentary and all the interviews in the ring and paying it out of all of his of his pocket. Um, it's not the attitude era. It's not the billion dollar company that you see now. It's the difference between having a, a, a empty, uh, a, a blank checkbook, um, and his first time in competition in a long, long time. So it's a very, the opening salvo in a very, very long Monday night war. So interesting to see, like, 
um, and see the nostalgia uh, back. Of I how think it even more than the rock and wrestling, the rock and wrestling symbolized the rise of Vince's dream and his like vision, but the death of everything else. I think the Monday Night War to me like is more important in the sense that like so both companies had to change over and over and over again as they got into the war they both had to mature and like dave was saying you know goldberg ddp was made uh you know austin became a star mick foley three faces of foley dx like all this shit like you know uh, started happening and it was just like they all were forced every week it was like a pressure cooker they're like uh, we have to yeah it forced it forced the the phoenix sort of so to speak so it's rising from the ashes of the death of wrestling was brought back to it life was, yeah it was re- american wrestling was flat it was just trying to rebuild the american wrestling oh, what yeah. did the audience want to see oh they want to see a little bit more edgy stuff they want to see yeah they want like their real names you like hall and nash okay we'll call them hall and nash like it's just a crazy like like time like where yeah. every for good and bad, you can look back now and be like, oh, a lot of the stuff that kind of started happening there sucks. Wrestling yeah, but then now we're correcting it. it. Look, look at the age we're walking into now. Ding dong, the Vince is dead. Not literally, but like, you know, and then now you have this guy who we really liked his work in NXT. Now he gets the big company. And now he's just like, oh, let's just fucking go. And I like, I know we we all have different opinions about Triple H at various times in his career. But I, I love, it reminds me again of Bischoff, like at this point. It, so does Tony Khan. They all remind me of it. Even what what uh, Triple H is doing right now. Triple H is reminding me of Bischoff, going like, "He's already making." I'm just gonna fucking try it. I'm just gonna try it. What 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 is it gonna hurt? Like, AEW is not even big enough to sniff our balls. Like, we're just. I'm gonna try something, and then Khan on the other side's like, "I'm gonna be the alternative. I'm gonna hate on them. I'm gonna tell them tell everyone that their audience is shit and their product shit, and you know, I'm gonna do blood." And Craig, you know, I agree with you. It's a little too much sometimes, but he's. The, literally the alternative he's what tna should have been the entire time like where he's just like i'm gonna give you like dusty says that a uh, good russian show with a buffet there's yeah. a little something for everybody like and it's yeah. the truth like it's the truth there you go for audio fans give us a listen on apple spotify soundcloud iHeartRadio, radio Stitcher, and google podcast or watch our videos on youtube at our wrestling channel on social media can you do us a gosh darn solid and give us a follow on instagram or twitter at owb 2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. For Jess, Craig, and Dave with the OWP, we are signing off. Have a good one. Yes, dear,